Teaching in Dystopia. I am Jill. Today I'm speaking with my friend Jane. Jane teaches children who are learning English as their second language and I did some work in her classroom. We actually collaborated on a few things, a couple articles and a really fun video we did with her students. So Jane's going to talk about her experience as a second language learning teacher. Hi, Jill. How are you? I am well. How are you? Oh, will you um, just say where you, what you teach and where you teach? Certainly. I'd be happy to. Um, I am an English language uh, teacher, and I'm currently teaching in Columbia, Missouri, um, in a, a small city setting. So our uh, district right now probably has about Oh, a little over 20 elementary schools, and um, we serve a pretty eclectic group of English language learners within our district, um, and our numbers continue to grow each year. And what, what grades are you working with this year? Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, this year I'm working with third, fourth, and fifth graders, oh. though I do, you know, I do some work with... Um, the younger grades also, but primarily those um, three grade level, three grade levels. So, what has this? Like, what has your district told you to be doing during this st- lockdown or stay at home? Yeah, that's a really good phase. question. <laughs> yeah, and I know that it, this is an interesting question because um, so many districts are are um, approaching it in different ways. Right. Um, my EL department first, um, along with um, trying to address instructional concerns of our EL families and students. Primarily, our number one um, priority is looking into the emotional and um, uh, health welfare of our students first and seeing how they're, how they're doing, yeah. And then from there, um, we're trying to... Um, get supports to our students in multiple ways uh, to support their instructional um, learning at home. So how did families who don't speak English learn about what the school is doing and what you're providing at home? Yeah, that's that's another good question. You know, fortunately at CPS, um, we have a good source of interpreters um, um, who we can contact during this time and they can send out messages um, not only to um, you know group messages to our main uh, uh, language groups but they can also make um, calls uh, if teachers need help contacting students or if I need help contacting students Um, so we have interpreters we also have uh, Facebook provided um, department Facebook um, that's um, adapted uh, for this kind of experience of trying to put out a lot of information in different languages, our main languages. Oh, good. So that kind of supports us too. Yep. So do you think the interpreters, you have so many because you're in a university town? Yes, that's a big part of it. We are very, um, you know, fortunate to have um, so many people that are affiliated with the University yeah. of Missouri, if you're familiar with Columbia, 
the University of Missouri and a few other colleges are located here. So, right. Yes. So I wonder what happens in communities that don't have access to interpreters. Yeah, just like, you know, just as illustrates, you know, in the best of times, it is difficult, Jill. Exactly. exactly. And in the worst of times, it <laughs> is. It's worse. <laughs> yeah, it is. It is a mess. So, yeah. So, yes, we're doing the so best. What, we can. Are you doing anything? I'm sorry to interrupt you. Are oh. you doing anything specific for your students? Yes. Like on... One of the things that I've been uh, trying to do each week is use emails, um, make personal calls, um, oh, nice. and talk to the families. And one of the things I really like to do when I have um, a chance is just to ask, um, you know, the mothers and fathers how their family is doing here mm -hmm. in the United States. But also, you know, spending some time, you know, talking about, whether they have family, you know, living in their home country and how they're doing oh, right. too. So that's, for you. that's been, yeah. you know, an interesting, um, yeah. you know, byproduct of this. And, and fortunately, all of the, the families that I have spoken to so far have shared good news. So that's good. Do you have students who just came over? Yes. Yes. Oh, oh yeah. And, horrible. Yes. And that has been especially sad for all of us not you know mm. i know classroom teachers are are, are are sad and el teachers are sad too because we you know basically i have some right. kids that you know arrived a month before um or even you know weeks before um we went into and their the, lives are already traumatic yes and all of these you know we were mm. off to a good you know we were establishing community and establishing rapport with families and with the students within the classroom and, you know, un unfortunately, we had to do school closures, and that has um, mm. been problematic, yeah. Yeah, that's horrible. Yeah. So what do you think is going to happen? Okay, wait, that's a really stupid question. <laughs> it's not about There are no stupid happen. questions, Jill. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there are. <laughs> um, I wonder... So here, here's what I talked yesterday um, to Shelly about is that this whole notion of new content. Yes. Right. And how odd that phrase is. Yes. Don't teach new content when, you know, we're human and we have brains and we're learning all the time. It's not about it doesn't matter if you're missing a new mathematical or scientific concept. Right. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> There's things that you're learning now. But for learning a language. What, what I imagine is at home, a lot of these students now are speaking in their first language, yes. which I think is fine. Yeah. It's great. But they're missing out on um, more experience with English, yes. which is what they're doing in your class. And I thought that a phone call is probably the best way because you, you can't look at a mouth. You can't look at facial expressions. And what a great way to practice speaking and listening in English. Yes. Um, so I think that was a good... That's a good choice to use, but well, how are you encouraging TV or reading? Like what, yes. How are you encouraging continuation of English? Learning? Yeah. And, and, and yeah, that's a really good question. Yeah. Uh, phone calls with the kids, of course, um, and Zooming, um, you know, I know currently um, our, many of our classroom teachers are Zooming in with their students, and I've uh, tried my best to go ahead and, and uh, be included in some of those sessions um, 
just so oh, I can with see the, the classroom with the classroom too? teachers. That's really and that's nice. been really you know, uh, fun to be with the whole community. Um, but yes. Are your students connecting? Are they going online? Um, well, with our classroom teachers, um, yes. Yeah. Most of them, oh, you know, good. so we see, and, and this is where we get into the issues, Jill, of um, equity, equity yeah. issues. Yeah. And mm. this, I, I'm hoping this, um, this is an ongoing issue and hopefully we will learn some things from this experience and move forward Mm -hmm. and act upon them as you know as well as we can with the resources Mm -hmm. that we have um but yeah um but going back to your original question um some of the things that we've always told ell families that would help their families um with language are things that you you know i'm telling them now um watching uh, TV mm-hmm. with, you know, subtitles right. and things like that. And, and, and a lot, like you said before, you know, our learning doesn't stop just because our instruction stopped exactly. in, in the, the right. brick and mortar school. Um, there's right. a lot of languages experiences that they can um, create at home. Mm-hmm. So, right, right. But yes. Good. Even like reading labels of their food. Yes. Anything around yet yeah, the home environment um, is wonderful. Mm-hmm. And I know that it's not you, you can't substitute um, right. in class. And this is it's just it's so important how much the public schools and, and other schools also I don't mean to um, just speak for public as a public school teacher, but how important it is for us to see our kids and that experience, yeah. especially with kids that are our most, um, you know, are most struggling, or I shouldn't say struggling, but right. the ones that need our, our services the most. It's, this is a really trying right. time. It is hard. And I think um, unless you're a teacher, unless you are or have taught and understand that notion of, of a classroom being your family, it's really hard for people to understand why it's so sad yeah. right now yeah, for teachers and children. It's not just about being with friends. Yeah. Oh, it's, it, I mean, if, it's horrible. If I was teaching right now, you know, I think about those years and if I had to just stop, I'd be devastated not to see my it, kids. So Jill, it is, it's really, really horrible. It is heartbreaking. And, and I, I yeah. share heartbreak with every teacher that I, I, I zoom in with and I have phone conversations with. But even your classes, I have been in. Your oh classes, my goodness! Yeah. And those kids adore you, and they need. Yes. That space. Um. And I and I try when I get on the phones with um, parents mm-hmm. and um, with the students themselves, I try to convey how much um, I miss them and yeah. that I'm sad about this experience. But I know, and I always kind of go back to, hey, you know, we take this experience and we go with it. And, mm-hmm. you know, wherever you are, you can learn and um, you are, you know, you're your own best teacher sometimes that, you, hey, you got to, right. you know, uh, do your best with what is given to you. So, I, yeah. Right. No, I agree. I think teaching other people is one of the best ways to learn. And I was thinking that your students, since they are, you know, o- a little bit older than young elementary kids, they, you could ask them, well, now you're the teacher and you help your parents Learning yes. English. So it's yeah, it, it takes a it takes a village, it takes a community, it takes <laughs> a world, I guess, in this in this situation. Yeah. But yes. It's so hard. It's really hard. Well, what advice would you give to a a new teacher who this just happened to having to leave their classroom? having to leave well, I would say this is, you know, this isn't the first um uh 
trying event that you're going to experience in your life. Hopefully this won't, you know, this kind of experience won't happen for a long, long time um, again. And when it does, I hope we'll, you know, be, be prepared for it, but um, a bit more. Prepared yes, and I, and I think, I, you know, the most important thing, Jill, and I was talking about this with another colleague of mine is it builds, if not empathy, sympathy for people who are coming in from different countries mm-hmm. and for people who are, um, not able to give, um, at this point, not able to give the, the supports that many people can in their homes. It gives you a right. window into, um, the hardships of, you know, coming in. Of others. Yes. So, yeah. yes. And not just students, but workers who are losing yes. money. And I mean, it's just, yes. to me, that is what the quote Yes. And I think when we weave this, it really, and how much we, we Mm. depend on each other and you know, that, that there's so many people in our communities, um, in so many different walks of life that are, are so critical and essential to our communities. And sometimes we overlook, um, you know, members of our community or we don't give them as much, um, kudos, but my goodness, this this is a reminder that, that we are in this together and um, we can learn from each other and we all need each other. So. Right. I agree. Thank you so much for talking. You're welcome, Jill. Thank you very much.